here we are again, sharing our life on planet Earth. Not living in the past, not living in the future, but living totally in the present. Because you see, when we try to live in the past, we just get sad, we get depressed most of the time because our minds can only focus on the very painful moments, not because all of the other ones don't exist, but because the painful ones are the ones that we remember the most. There's something built in for survival's sake that helps us to remember the fearful and most painful times so that we can be aware of them and so that we can avoid them in the future. And so most of time spent in the past takes us to those most horrific, fearful and painful times. Sometimes if we pay too much attention to them and not to the beautiful and wonderful times, we project those things into the future. We live a life of dread and we live a life of anxiety instead of living on planet Earth. Or we can take the other path. We can purposely forget about the painful things and concentrate on those things that were pleasant and joyful. And as we continue to only think of those things overwhelming ourselves with those thoughts and ideas, something begins to happen also. We notice that in the now, we are not experiencing that joy. We are not experiencing that happiness and splendor. So we become sad. We become depressed. We start looking for the type of enjoyment and happiness that we had in the past. Not recognizing the fact that those moments may have not have really been so joyful. They may have been times of fear and anxiety, but in hindsight, our mind shapes them and remakes them so that they become the good old days. They become the good old days. Like the good old days in this nation. We constantly hear people talking about taking the nation back to the good old times. But when we really look at the history and examine the good old times we find, they were not good at all. People were starving. People were struggling. We were going through wars and violence and depressions during the time, but people look back on them favorably and miss the good old days when they aren't good and never were good. This makes us live in a fantasy. This makes us live in a different dimension or timeline than the one that we are really in. But to have life on earth, we must have both of our feet firmly planted on the ground and firmly planted in reality. Not the reality that we desire or the one that we create through consensus by just agreeing to say something is right and correct and is the way it is when it's not. 
I mean the true reality, the building blocks of mind, body, and spirit. That which is factual, that which is experiential, not according to one's belief system or one's dogma, but according to the harsh reality that exists living on planet Earth. And in order to have a life on this planet, we must be able to live within the rules of this planet. But if we are wise, we can find a lot of room to maneuver within the rules. The first way to do this is to stop trying to live in the past. And it's to stop trying to project a future that comes from an unsure past. It comes from living in the now. And it comes from exploring the depth of reality and expanding the view of reality that we have inherited from those with material scientific minds or religious dogma until we enter in to the truth. The truth about ourselves, about the world, about the things that we call God and about reality. And this can only be done with much, much introspection and it can only be done without fear. We must be bold in our search for truth. We must be willing to give our lives and our sanities to grasp onto the reality and all of its wonder and all of its fullness so that we can once again expand our own minds and hearts and mentalities to return back to the source from which we come as the source from which we come. Even this on planet Earth is a frightening idea. We have been taught that it is impossible. Many people throughout history were murdered, stoned, burned at the stake, tortured, all kinds of things when they came up with this very idea. And some of them, depending on where they were in the world, who accomplished these things, were killed, murdered, driven out into the countryside, and cast down only to be lifted up and adored once they were dead and following generations who had nothing to lose, accepted them for who and what they are. Life on planet Earth can be beautiful, it can be fantastic. It can bring us to a place where we can begin to see every miracle that has ever existed. We can see everything 
in a grain of sand or a blade of grass. We can hear it in the whisper of the wind, in the laughter of children playing. We can feel it as we walk and feel the wind against our face and the sun shining down our feet in the plain rhythm of walking on the earth all of these things can take us to a higher place a more magnificent place if we can let go of the internalized thoughts and ideas that are given to us from a society that says our only worth is based on how many things we can acquire or exchange for money. When we can get beyond that mindset, we are no longer just living on earth. We partake of life on earth because life is a beautiful thing the difficulty comes from trying to live by rules created for us by someone else in a society that really doesn't have our best interest at heart life on planet earth is beautiful but living can really be a struggle when we are not careful suggest that we go directly to life instead of arriving at a greater understanding of life through living the way we are told to because you see life is a way of being life is a deep understanding Life is being like the flower that grows and extends itself and opens itself to the sun. Life is being full. Life is being bright, vibrant. Life is the thing that keeps all things moving and all things growing and all things moving towards the wholeness and completion that Aristotle once spoke when he said, the good is that to which all things aim just as an acorn aims at growing and prospering, becoming a tree and bringing forth its fruit, so does the good individual. This is life. This very process is life. And we can become part of this process. And then when we sow the seeds of love, of justice, of peace, we will not be sowing the seeds for someone else in actuality we will be sowing that which is born of ourselves we need a whole new mindset today we've been listening to other people telling us how to live for too long 
it's time for us to tap into the source directly. One way to do this is by letting go of all of the various dogmas and philosophies in order to experience Earth the way it is. We can learn from them. Yes, we can read them. Yes, we can know them. Yes. But the one thing that keeps us from really understanding is this idea of exclusive exclusivity that each one pushes forward. Most of these philosophies or religions or other things think that they are exclusive. Some of them, not all, think that they are the best way. They won't say that they are the only way, but they will say that they are the best way to reach the ultimate end. Some tell us how difficult it is. Some tell us how we have to struggle in order to do that. They give us exercises. They give us methodologies. They sell us books. They sell us ideas. They take us to workshops and show us all kinds of things. And these things are necessary because they help to develop us fully and completely. But they do not take the place of personal experience. And there is a point at which we need to end the workshops and end reading the books and end studying philosophies because what can happen is that we will become dependent on those philosophies and then it becomes more important to become the good Christian or good Jew or the good Buddhist or the good Taoist or the good fill in the blank than it is. to reach the end of the path. Sometimes we lose ourselves. We don't want to get off the wheel. We don't want to reach the end of the path because we're afraid of what it might bring. We're fearful. We've been told that we can't do it. We've been told what to expect step by step in our movement onward and upward. And we begin to depend on those things. And if we don't come across one step, we think that we have missed it. We work over and over again, trying to do a step by step methodology. When that step by step methodology only works for some and not others. The truth is you see that we are already at that place. We have attained our targets already. So the way to awaken is not by doing it step by step. It is by realizing that we are there. And it is by opening ourselves not to create a link to the greater self. No. But to accept the link that is being put forward from the greater self constantly. It's getting rid of the distractions. 
the negative feelings about ourselves, the pain and the suffering, the fears about what's going to happen to the body in this world, the fears of purgatory, heaven or hell, or the karma of coming back as a dog or a cat or whatever one's philosophy might be. It's time to get rid of those. And as we enter into perfect love, we realize that perfect love casts out all fear. And we realize, you see, that we are that perfect love. We are the source. Realizing this and allowing that truth to flow from us makes us life. And wherever we go, we carry forth that life and that love and truth. And this is life on earth. The type of love and life that is spoken of where it says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. accept that life? Are we willing to accept who and what we are right now? And to use the faith to accept it, even when all of the voices in the world are telling us that we are not there. When we are feeling angry, or when we are feeling hurt, or when we are feeling sad, can we accept the fact that that is just a natural occurrence of the body and leave it at that. Can we accept the fact that that doesn't need to change in order for us to be connected to and one with a higher source, a higher self, knowing that that self, that ultimate being, God is God, whatever you would like to call it, also feels all the pain and suffering and fears in the world, as well as feeling the joy and the love and the peace. But by expanding herself, she is able to absorb all that hurt and pain along with the joy and pleasure and to bring it into a union of wholeness and completeness and oneness. And so what is necessary for us is to expand our knowledge, expand our wisdom, expand our concept of self so that we can live fully and completely and we can experience the pain, the suffering, the sadness. But not only that, also the joy also the pleasure, also the love, also the wholeness until we expand ourselves so much that any pain and suffering just disappears into the all, into our true self. And we begin to experience life by choice. We can experience painful life 
if we choose to focus on that, we can experience joy if we choose to focus on that. We can experience happiness if we choose to focus on that. We can let ourselves change and focus on one thing at one time, the other at the next, and the other at the next if we decide. But even still, there will be a center, a central place where we are at the helm and can choose what we would focus on. That place will be immovable because it will be the all and all. Something that reaches beyond infinity, beyond measurable time and space because it is all that is if you would like to learn more about our philosophy and understanding of the world please visit our website at www nextstepcoaching.mysite.com that is www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com buy our new book it is a science fiction book but it also has all kinds of insights about sociology spirituality and a deeper understanding of the universe the title we are not alone the revelations of the first XL ambassador and you can get that book at lulu.com published by Om Prakash Gilmore you can buy many other books at amazon.com just type in Om Prakash Gilmore thank you for being with us on this show If you like what you're hearing, please pass it on to others so that they can partake of this podcast also to make life on earth more beautiful than it is for everyone now.